planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hello. And welcome to Rhyme Entertainment Showcase with your host, Rita and Mel. Guys, welcome to the second part of the show. We are speaking to Jenna Suru from France. She is an award-winning director, writer, producer, actress, and an amazing female that we need to get to know um, for this second show <laughs> of June. So welcome, Jenna. Welcome to Rhyme Showcase. Oh, hi, Mel and Richa. Thank you so much for this brilliant introduction. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be on your show. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Pleasure, pleasure to have you. So where did your passion for being in the in the film industry come from and just tell us about your journey coming into the film industry sure oh it's it's actually i'm really thankful because i can't really remember exactly when my passion started because i feel i've been in love with films um like forever uh however i do remember when i was really really young like a child i did enjoy film but also art in general so I wrote a lot even when I was really young like around eight or, or ten I started to write I started writing um I started acting when I was about eight so taking mostly theater classes so this is how it started and I always loved art in general not just um writing and films but also music and even paintings I was really interested in art so this is how it started I took some uh, theater classes at the time and after the years um I was advised uh, that if I was really interested in in cinema because where I took some classes at the Cours Florent in Paris we I also took some classes with cameras um and they really advised me to also try Los Angeles because obviously it's a wonderful city for cinema so when I was able to do it I, I did go and I would say it's one of the first steps that was really important for me as a filmmaker because there I, I studied acting, but as an actor, I had some fantastic teachers who also taught me about marketing, directing, producing, even makeup, like literally everything, all the departments. Um, so that was a really important stage for me. I, I really committed to become a filmmaker. Um, and also a second really important stage for me was when I was still finishing my studying at business school and I moved to London. And this is where I, I was working in the TV as studying. I wanted to work. Um, and also, I, I, this is when I really was inspired by British filmmakers. They really think, think out of the box. They come up with such innovative solutions to make your films and also in the art form. And yeah. so this is when I opened my um, company, which is a French feature film company, when I had just moved to London, and it's called Belly Park Film. Amazing. Wow. That, that's, that's so a journey. <laughs> that's a real journey. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, in terms of your just kind of, again, moving slightly off topic, in terms of um, you coming into London, 
and you know building from that what was that like being in London of course it's quite different from you know French culture especially Parisian culture mm. as well how was that for you it was absolutely inspiring but moving to London for me it, it's been a, a huge um, it's made a huge difference in my life um, I think it's really because this city is very advanced in terms of culture it's so uh, Paris is really advanced in terms of culture, but I think really Paris and London really compete with each other because London has, I met such wonderful filmmakers and I also, I was very inspired by the startups there. I remember when I moved, I, I immediately went to this event. I met a lot of entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So it kind of immediately inspired me. Um, I would say the filmmaking industry in the UK is really inspiring because all these filmmakers, uh, they, they really, come with ideas to make the film in very different way. They really think out of the box. So this is how I, I really see an opportunity because I was working in TV, finishing my studying, and I had the opportunity to co-produce two short films. Mm -hmm. uh, one is called The Bigger Picture. Uh, it stars Robert Sheehan, which, uh, who at the time was very famous <laughs> because right. of Misfits and today also uh, because of the Umbrella Academy on Netflix. He's such a fantastic actor. And our DP was Oscar nominated. And the other one, the other film was uh, Speedball. Uh, that was financed mostly by the Northern Island Screen. And also I was producing um, a theater play, a premiere in LA of Robert Kessley's book called Happy. And it sold out. So I kind of seen an, an opportunity. I, re I felt very inspired. Um, I already had worked at top distributors in France who are Gaumont and SND, MC's group. Okay. So I think I just felt ready. In a way, it kind of all came together. And I knew that this first film, these first projects were really important to start off my company. And uh, it worked really well. The, the show also sold out. It had great reviews in LA. And so this is how it started five um, years ago. I'm, I'm speechless. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. I, I just wanted to ask, in terms of um, LA, like, how was that different? Because a lot of, you know, you, you hear a lot that um, in the US, they're very um, think out of the box as well. So, and you hear that sometimes in the UK, we're quite closed minded compared to the US. So, but, you know, obviously, in terms of filming, you, you know, your experience has been different. In LA, was that quite similar to London? Or was that very different? Oh, I would say probably all um, industries are different from a country to another. Yeah. So this is why I was, as you say, I was really lucky. I, I felt like I felt ready to discover those different industries because I, I would say they're different. Uh, and I really inspired from the best of each of these industries. Uh, in, in LA, I, I was just amazed by how professional and how challenging the industry is because obviously for instance in LA if you want to become an actor uh, you do have a lot of roles yes, uh, but you also do have a lot of competition because all the actors go kind of so it's this is why I, what I really appreciated there is that um, we were really taught to be the best like the best at everything and not just the performance because I I really learned a lot from LA in terms of performing on camera 
for auditioning on camera, uh, also to market yourself. I really appreciated that, but also you really learned from the other departments like directing, uh, producing, and not just films or features, but also um, sitcoms, TV, yeah. uh, soaps. So like literally, I really, I had already some experience from France, from studying in France. I think it really made a, a big difference for me in LA because I could see the whole picture of the industry kind of it really helped. So I would say it's uh I would say yeah every country is different just because of the atmosphere of a city in the first place. LA is like a huge industry, it's really big. What I like in London is that um I feel some filmmakers really have very interesting artistic ideas. Also it's like we all know each other. Like it's so funny how we kind of all have like I'm sure if we check on Facebook we have so many common friends and it's like yeah. it's incredible <laughs> I really like that oh that's perfect no thank you for that it's uh, like I said it's just so it's mind-blowing um <laughs> so going back to uh Belle Epoque um in terms of when you created this in January 2015 what was what's the mission and vision of, of Belle Epoque as a whole are you able to go into that a little bit Yes, thank you so much. It's actually really interesting because the, at the time I was only 23. Mm. So I thought probably I would open the company and probably I would close it two years later, like so many companies, or I would change it. But it's, I'm actually quite amazed to see how true it is. And l- let me tell you indeed why. Um, at the time, I was so inspired by um, Gaumont and the amazing teams I worked with at Gaumont, at Sandy, and all over the world, at least in these three cities. I... I really wanted to inspire from the free cities. So I wanted to create a very independent cinema to change the world because we, we can talk about this a little later with the golden age, but I really, I really believed, um, I really believe as artists, we have a responsibility because we have an audience. We have a responsibility to make this world a better place. At least even if it's just a small tip, it means a big, it makes a big difference. Yeah. So I was really committed to that. So this is why when I opened Belle Epoque Film, it was really important for me that the company would remain very independent. So independence is very important for me. Yeah. Also connecting um, audiences from around the world. So probably focusing on projects which have which which has uh, which have a real international potential. So it shows it just promotes tolerance and also just makes better projects because even if it's challenging to work together, it's, it actually comes up with great ideas um, and, and a really international message which speaks to different audiences. So I think it's, it, it, it was an important start. Uh, what added up to that, and this is where it also became really important, is that as soon as EcoProd was created, we, we signed that their chart. So eco-friendly shoots from the very beginning was something really important for me uh, as a filmmaker. And it's something today we are really starting to be aware of and starting promoting. But at the time, it, until now, I feel it's for many productions, it's not been a priority. But for Belle Epoque film, independence, um, eco-friendly shoots and making of your film in general really were uh, a priority. And the goal really is to bring the top projects which really can change the world and that really gathers audiences and teams from different countries. That's amazing. That sounds great. So inspirational. Yeah. I can't get that word out of my mouth. It's just inspirational. <laughs> um, yeah, thank that's, um, no, thank you so much for that story and 
you know, again, from such a young age at 23, it's mm. very easy to say, okay, get swayed into something else or a different journey or just say, oh, actually, or, you know, again, you know, changing the name of the company, making something a bit more commercialized or part of, you know, again, having not being independent. But the fact that you remained independent and strong, this is something that everyone should basically pay attention to um, because, again, this is about keeping that dream alive and, and yeah. you're doing it, yeah. which is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Great. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, the logo didn't change. Even the, like our little uh, log line, like leave your golden age, you know, even the golden age is, the tape, is the, actually the title of the film. And yeah, I think it really, it speaks to us. And especially with what's happening this year in 2020, I think it's exactly. it's important to promote it. Yeah, support it. Yeah, so talking of inspiration, what inspires you when you write and produce? Like, what is it you're, you're looking for? Is there a particular niche that you're drawn to or...? Absolutely, yes, indeed. Um, I would say what inspires me? Uh, well, I really stay in touch with the market, so... Uh, I've worked for Canceris since first edition, and I'm also the director of the Paris International Film Festival. Yeah. And I'm thankful that from uh, my distribution background, I really, I always inspire from my audiences, from the audiences. What what are they willing to hear, and what is good for them? What is really exciting for them to to hear? Uh, in terms of very artistic inspirations, what's good too is that to stay in touch with the market, I, I attend as many festivals as I can. Because I think it's really inspiring to just meet over filmmakers in the first place is really good and really inspiring. Also, obviously, watching their films. And I think it's really important to see what's going on uh, on the market. Um, also, in terms of really artistic inspiration, I inspire a lot, not just from over films, but also from music a lot. Yeah. I'm a big, massive fan of music and even painting. Because I think, you know, when you see a film... You can inspire from it, but I think it's interesting to bring over art forms because for me, it's, it's more easy maybe to hear, listen to a song and transform it into something new. Whereas and when you see something in a film, maybe you can copy it, but it's not so new, you know? So yeah. I really yeah. like both a lot. Yeah. 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 Yes, yes. It's really the, exactly it's the feeling in the heart. And I read a lot. I So I really stay in touch with the world, you know, like not only in festivals and markets, but really reading what's going on, uh, reading the news, listening and even paintings. I'm, I'm very touched by lights. Um, so painting, usually it's, it's pretty much what it is. One of my favorite uh, paintings are the ones which are part of the Impressionist movement because yeah. it's so like it, it, it impresses you. Yeah. That's the right word, you know, <laughs> Monet. Yeah. Always, I think, in, even in terms of cinematography, you really can get very inspired and also learn a lot from paintings. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it also shows how it all blends into one, you know, you know where you've mentioned that you're inspired by films and music and art. And it just shows that whole creative genre that we're in really can just you can just pull out so much yeah and still be inspired by all of it or yeah so that's that's beautiful yeah, yeah. absolutely beautiful yeah <laughs> true because in a film as you say there there is cinematography there is music yeah there is sound there's everything 
even makeup like it's as you say it's it's kind of like it adds up so many different art forms when you think about it so this is why i, I love cinema I think, because i love art in general so it's the way to kind of put everything together it's it's really inspiring when you mentioned about music one of the things like for me that gets my creative flow going is more or less when i listen to film scores or when i listen to classical music there's just something that comes out and you just feel like i don't know it's just a feeling rather than you know rather than something like oh i can do something with this no it's just you feel it and then therefore you want to create to it or it just takes you on another journey so yeah i totally resonate understand where you're coming from oh thank you yeah i I agree i think we're many to love music too music is so for me music it's listening to music it's a bit like being in love you know it's joyful it's it's really moving. I, I love music too. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> We're music yeah. lovers. <laughs> Lovely. Okay. So let's move on to the golden age. Um, tell us about the golden age. What is it about? And talk to us about the whole journey mm. and the locations you went to. please i'm so excited oh my pleasure yes i could i could speak about it forever yes you're right the location so the the golden age it's um it's a pure drama set in the 60s it's a love letter to these villages that changed my life forever that are saint-tropez and ramatuel we also see paris and la it's all set in the 60s and it tells the story of this theater actress that I'm in the film because I'm as you mentioned I'm also acting in the film and in the 60s she she acts in front of empty Parisians seats in theaters mm-hmm. um, and she doesn't really fit in this world she's a very modern woman and she meets this uh, American Franco-American producer who fled the Vietnam War to Paris wow. and together they decide they decide to change the world but they end up in a very small village. However, this mil- this village is Saint-Tropez, and this is where it all happens. So it's about the artistic journey. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah that sounds awesome. I mean, what what was um, obviously you were awarded? Is it best director feature? I mean, your own personal journey with that film. What what was that? Can you? sort of share a bit of that personal journey with us? Oh, yes, please. Yes, Sinead, as you say, it was um, awarded a Best Female Director Feature Film at LIF, where the film, The Golden Age, opened the festival and it sold out and it was brilliant just before the lockdown. It really caught with the situation yeah. uh, we're living now. And it was also awarded Best Red Feature in the US and many nominations. And it's been a wonderful journey. Uh, when I wrote the film, I was about 24 um, I was so excited to share with the audiences the excitement, the joy, the inspiration of 60s Saint-Tropez because it's such a magical village even until now. Tropisians do such a wonderful job to protect the village, also in Ramatuel. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, there is this uh, amazing writer who uh, wrote this book called Epiplage and contacted me. And I was so moved by his book. I read it this week and when I started it, I couldn't drop it until the very end, last word, because it, it, this place is a very famous place, which opened in Ramatuel in the 50s. And it's so like Saint-Tropez, because it's, oh, the whole area is really famous. It's so all like the, the greatest artists you can imagine, from the US to the UK, even Claude Francois would go there to sing as he was unknown. Mm-hmm. And what is really amazing about these villages is 
whether you're very famous mm-hmm. or on the rise and about to become a huge star, yeah. it didn't matter. You could be you could be blue, red, white, black. You could be famous like hell or just super unknown. But if you were nice, uh, if you're authentic, if you're talented, passionate, you can make it. Yeah. And it's it, this is why these villages not only are they super moving because you see the the sun, the light, the people. It's so authentic. Yeah. But also because of um, just tropisians and the people from the villages, they, they're such a special atmosphere. It's very artistic. This is why they all felt really inspired and they really appreciate being anonymous. Yeah. So I was really excited to share this, this just this, this world with, with the audiences. And also there's a second inspiration for the film. As at the time, and it actually echoes a lot with what's happening now, but I was so angry at this role. I remember I felt uh, I was 24. I wanted to direct and I felt it's so difficult. Like no one helps. You know, it's really difficult to break in this industry, yeah. especially as a, as a young female, as I'm sure you can imagine. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, what, what a crazy world we're living in. I was reading the news. And this is why when uh, during uh, LIF, like the virus was just about to, the pandemic was just about to lock us down. And it echoed with what we were living in such a big way. And even more now with Black Lives Matter. And it's actually just the echo of what is said in the film. This world turning crazy. Because in the 60s, there was a similar, there were similar violences. And people were just tired of the war. They just wanted change. Just like a lot of people now, I'm sure. And these are the two inspirations that... um, that uh, really inspired the Golden Age and about the artistic journey. It's so rich because we're the last drama which ever filmed at Notre Dame Cathedral. And now we are basically living in this world today, like the huge echo of, of the anger I had in my heart at the time, but I'm sure many people share. So yeah, it's really great. special. Yeah. And yeah, you do see it when you look at things in history, especially even when you look at in, in, in the 60s as well. I mean, we've been watching a lot yeah. of documentaries about <laughs> the 60s, um, I say within the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And we said, it's no different in a way. We're still kind of going through these trials and tribulations, you know, if it's race or um, whatever it is, even trying to yeah. make it within certain industries women and men you know looking at you know gender differences we're still get going through this as um you know as we are today it is crazy but also those frustrations get lifted but when you create movies like this that you know you're going on this journey you're um you know you're you're making these thoughts change as we view these documentaries films or you know that's highlighting a lot of these um these moments of, mm. of, of times where you do question things. So, yeah, no, it's great. Um, it's so very on from that, yeah. we kind of touched upon, you know, being female and, you know, in, within the film industry and trying to make it. Can you talk to us a little bit more about what is that like, especially when you're going into directing, producing, and even trying to build your own franchise in, in, in the movie industry? As a female? Yeah. Yeah, as a female. Um, I think it's um it's it's I think first it's it's very important to do it as a female because the more females we'll have as producers directors the more we will have and it's very important because for now we're still very minor like we're not many uh I think it's 3% female directors it's just yeah. incredibly low okay. uh so I think first it's it's important to do it 
uh, and it's a responsibility because it's it's important, I think, for us females to show what a wonderful job we can make as a director. Um, I would say um, I feel really happy also that I remember I have this dear friend in, in the U.S., in L.A., and five years ago when I opened my company, I met her a little bit after, like about six months later. It was during the premiere of Happy, the play I mentioned, yeah. and she opened her company, and she told me the reason why she opened her company is because she met me. Because she told me, I didn't think that as a 23-year-old female, I could do it. Yeah. And I was like, this is all it is about. It's like, until you meet someone who does it, yeah. you don't trust it. Because if you don't see anyone doing it, why would you trust it for yourself? It's such a reflection. And I think the, um, as a director, as a female director, I'm, I understand now how, how much of a big responsibility it is because I, I, I understand that if people see me in this role, it will be more easy for the, for females later. Mm-hmm. And I realize really the most, I think the most, um, the biggest difficulty for it is actually, it's really not about us. It's just probably uh, male insecurity because males also have a lot of pressure, mm-hmm. uh, what we don't necessarily feel. Uh, Maybe I would say if you're a male director, for instance, people would be more inclined to trust you. Mm-hmm. But then you also have a lot of pressure. Whereas the thing I kind of enjoy is that as a female, they don't necessarily think, believe it. So at least you, they don't have expectation. <laughs> so when this is, a, you know, it's so, <laughs> so when you actually make it, I think this is why it's, this is interesting. I think um, we, we're probably subconsciously as females, we don't necessarily brag or we don't necessarily think because we're, we're so few of us. There's so few of us, only 3%. We don't think it's own. So for instance, I started so young. I, I started to act. I, my first internship was at Panavision. I wanted to touch all the cameras. I wanted to know about the camera. I wanted to learn how to write. I wanted to learn. I wanted to work at top distributors. Like I was so eager to just, I thought at least <laughs> I'll just learn as much as I can. And I realized how much it helped me because just always trying to be better at improving. I ended up knowing maybe more than more, a lot more people. And I was like, this is really exciting because at least when I'm in the place, when I'm at the right moment, I, I know what I'm talking about. I have experience to talk about this. And I realized the, the biggest barrier is probably male insecurity. Because if you see a woman doing, if, if you're an older man seeing a, a younger female Yes. making happen what you never achieved yourself. It's it's very uncomfortable. And we also project on them a lot of uh, those insecurities because we have expectations. So it's really not just about, I think, us as females really making it happen. It's really double-edged. It's, it's a li- really complex. And I think the only solution is really to keep supporting each other, support female filmmakers, support everyone so it becomes a little more what we could say normal i hope because we're really good directors females are, can be really good directors yeah definitely yeah i think what i love about that i mean you've touched on a few things there that um is what i want to pick up on is the fact that yeah it is important that we keep inspiring each other to to actually go in and make it happen and live our dreams and, and I think that's why we do the show so that people can actually see inspiring people like yourself who are actually doing it who are, who are saying, no, we just, we're just going to go ahead and see what happens. Exactly. And also I love the fact that you were open to learning so much. And I think that's what, what is the beauty of it is that you were, 
just saying, I'm going to try this, I'm going to try that and, and see what happens and see where it takes me. And also you're learning in the process. And I guess you get to know what you like and what you don't like. So you're continuing to grow, which I think is beautiful. And I think it keeps yeah. you inspired as well, doesn't it? Very inspired. And I love that as a director, this is why I love directing so much, is to be able to have a very sensible conversation with all the heads of department, yeah. the DP, the production coordinator, the head of makeup, the head of hair, because especially for a pure drama like The Golden Age, Lash Door, every, every detail is important. And I think also it's probably how you owe your own respect, because as a director, it's true. It's like you should bring the best out of everyone, and to be able to do this, you need to be able to to talk with them about what they do and really have a very sensible conversation and make them understand you want them to grow, you want them to just achieve their biggest dreams and also just make this great art piece together. And for that, you need to know about what they're doing. You need to know about what's their maybe their problems or the issues, what they face. So you can really together, this is how the creative collaboration all together just makes this great common project happen. I think it's really exciting <laughs> yeah yeah it is and what i love about this is that i can hear this passion in you mm -hmm. as well and it really yeah. comes across and i know for a fact that the viewers watching this are really going to be inspired and just driven um so yeah so it's i just doing that it to us. it's doing that yeah, to yeah, us so so ah, thank you oh, i'm so excited thank you so much so yeah it's very it's very contagious passion right yeah, exactly. The fact that we're so many miles apart, you know, virtually, we can still channel yeah, this feel drive energy. and energy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. That's awesome. I, I absolutely love it. Thank you so much. It's the magic of cinema. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. So you touched upon a little bit about um, how much you love directing. Do you also, what is your take on the acting side of it as well? Do you have a preference of being on screen or behind screen? Oh, wow. Um, I love both. I think I probably um, take different things out of them. I would say, for me, acting is a little bit like breathing. I love um, I love just understanding the characters because I love humans so much. Mm -hmm. And so I do, I try to prepare as much as I can. So when I prepare for my character, I really try to understand what, what she wants, uh, what's her relationship with the rest of the, of the characters, um, how maybe she behaves, what's her past. And I think at the end of the day, because of this prep, I kind of, um, I like to rehearse as much as I can when I can, just to be, to know also, obviously with, with the golden I could do that a lot because I also directed, so I could choose that. But we really knew as actors where the frame would be, where we can move. And I think all this preparation time for sure really helped us to be really free during the filming because we knew exactly where what we could do you we knew we could stand then and then sit or or not do these things and it, it really brought something in the filming which was really magical because when we were there it's just it's it really came out out of us and this is why I, I kind of appreciate that a lot because it feels like when you're acting you really when I'm acting I really feel my character and it's it's really wonderful to see the world through your character's eyes because it's like you live a life you would never live in over circumstances. Yeah, you get so to I think it's, it's a bit take out for sure. I think it's very different from directing. Directing is, um, it, it's a very long process and actually the golden age is, is not such a long process. Everything came out very 
not naturally because it's a lot of work, but it really put together because I think everyone really was so passionate by the story. It just happened. <laughs> um, but I think it's, it's different because as a director, you, you see your baby film from the very beginning and you promote it until the end. It's really part of your life. Like I think I'm sure at the end of my life, it will remain something important, like something that really was on, with you on your journey as, as an artist, which is really exciting. Yeah, absolutely. So in total, for uh, Large Door or Golden Age, for those that <laughs> can't speak any French, um, when, how long did the whole project take to, to get from the concept to actually um, seeing it on screen? So I started, um, actually, even writing it, was it was like a screaming from the heart. It, it didn't take so long. I, I started writing when I was... Uh, late 24 so yeah. it was I remember it was around Cannes in um, 2017 and a year later we were filming actually six months later we were already filming the scenes in LA oh, great. and then we filmed and imagine 35 exceptional locations so there were so much prep but I think I think for the past three years I haven't slept much so probably this is why lockdown is doing a lot of good on me because yeah, yeah. <laughs> now at least I can sleep you know <laughs> That's probably why I'm taking it really well. But um, yes, it's it. It was just amazing. It was, but it's also like it's this type of projects you love it so much when you start. You you spend your nights on it. It's really it's just so exciting. Uh, but really, it was it was actually really fast when I reflect on it because yeah, I, I wrote it six months later. We were even less filming the Ellisons, and six eight months later, we we filmed the film. Then we uh, we immediately uh, started uh, editing it, uh, then sound and color grading, and it all the process and all the team has been so incredible. Like each step of making the film was so exciting uh, and so different because working with the editor, working on sound, everyone is different, and this is how it's such a, an exciting. Uh, team and universe to be part of uh, then so about a year in uh, post-production maybe slightly more we got the quality control and we premiered in um, in Massachusetts um, slightly later than a year after filming which is actually not a long time at all for an hour 47 minute film <laughs> and so we had we were so 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 thankful for the wonderful premieres we had like in the US, we were awarded Best Friend Feature, so much press, so many great reviews, just wonderful connection with the audiences. And then we opened um, a lift in March and were awarded there and sold out. And it was wonderful too. So we're very, very thankful. Yeah. yeah it yeah. sounds like a roller coaster. It's emotion, yeah. emotions, <laughs> yeah. excitement, overwhelming. Yes, it, it really is like that. It's yeah. never stopped. <laughs> that's great. What was that moment like when you got that award for Best Female Director? It felt um, it felt like a very big achievement. I felt, I felt very thankful. I think when I received it, um, we've always believed so much in the film, obviously, because we were so committed. And I've always knew, known, I've always believed in the film so much. This is why, even if there were many barriers, as we can imagine, and it was so difficult, I was so committed. I had no, I had no question. I knew this film wanted to be made and see what happened with Notre Dame, what's happening now. So, but when it actually happened and you actually 
Open Lift, which is a 10-day, really established 10-day festival. You open Lift, you're multi-awarded. I feel it feels really, really good because it. I'm I'm so happy the audiences appreciate what I wanted to show them. It's very exciting uh, atmosphere with the music. I I think about um, also the tributes we've given, like Notre Dame Cathedral, because it it we all were so moved to film there. So it, now it's become a big tribute. So it, it's very touching our hearts. Um, I think it. I also think about um, all the females or even the any talent from diversity who maybe didn't have as much luck as me or didn't have the courage at the moment. And, and I really hope with the film, they will find the courage, not just because behind the camera I had so many roles, but also because the story yeah. in the film is a tribute to them. Yeah. Last Door is a tribute to all artists, not only those like the Beatles or so many more who really changed the world as we know now with history, yeah. but also all who tried, all who try. Yeah. And it's a film about support. It's a film about friendship and how much support we need to change this world because change is really difficult. Yeah. And Saint-Tropez is this place which is so magical because this supported me and so many more. And it's a, such a huge modern herb of inspiration. Even in the 60s, it was before globalization. Artists were already coming from everywhere. Yeah. And it didn't matter how big you were or small you were. They were all playing guitar, <laughs> writing it's a very important tribute. So it, I feel very achieved, very happy, but I also know there's a lot more to achieve and I want to support other artists who also try to bring change through their own stories. Amazing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're lost for words. Well, yeah, we are lost for words. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You're so touched. Thank you. Uh, yes, like, I understand. Like as if I'm, I'm living all of this through, I know we're just having a short conversation, but the way you describe it, the way you go into it, it's like journey. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, I'm actually yeah. feeling that journey from <laughs> you. And yeah, this is this is something that again, you know, females and, and those that are really trying to make it, I think you are definitely that inspiration that yeah. they need to listen to and they need to see thank this. You. And um, everyone go watch the golden age. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of um, everyone's going to watch it where can um, everyone find out more information about you yeah, and follow you yeah. and and watch where the film yeah <laughs> how can we watch the movie Yes, thank you so much. Please, yeah, thank you. Actually, the, the Golden Age will be represented by our distributor on Cannes Virtual Market later this month. So, yes, it's it's really, please get in touch with us. I, I always love to hear from filmmakers, from anyone who like the 60s or the music. Um, so to follow us and to we be updated about the, the Golden Age, you can follow us on Instagram, Arrobas Lajdor Film, also Facebook, Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, I'm under Real. And also we have a um, company website for Belly Park Film, www.bellypockfilms.com. Perfect. Amazing. Don't worry. We're going to make sure we plug this. You need, definitely need, we need all that support yeah, there. Yeah. And um, yeah, this has just been so amazing. Thank you so much for this. Yeah. We just have oh, a question for you. Yeah, yes, sure. <laughs> Although we could continue for ages. But um what would, what's your final message out to the viewers who are maybe considering a career in film? What what would you say to them? They're maybe sitting on the fence and thinking, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. What what would you say? What would your advice be? Uh, I would tell them 
if you feel it's difficult and if you think sometimes also, oh my God, this world is turning crazy and actually now I'm afraid it really is, um, I would say you're far from the only one and you will find support in the people that are ready to support you. So the golden age is about this. The golden age is a tribute to you. It's a tribute to all of you, all of us who fight, who struggle to find inspiration, to just make their dreams happen, make their projects happen. Um, so please follow us with the Golden Age. And also, we are having Paris International Film Festival in the heart of Paris, this uh, city which is so inspiring also and also really big for cinema. And we will help you. So we promote and we highlight on a very positive cinema, female-led, eco-friendly shoots, diversity, positive messages, international teams, we will help you. We, we, we are sure that because we have already so many great, amazing submissions, we're sure lots of you will have press and a lot of really positive things and, and the sales and everything, but we will also help you. We're, we're doing everything we can, not only to project our dreams and our dreams for change uh, through the Golden Age and in the films, but also in reality, we are making a lot of efforts to, to just push you. So if you're press and you want to be on the media list, please contact me. If you're a filmmaker and you want to submit your films, please do and contact me if you'd like to. Uh, if you're a friend of filmmakers, please spread the word and support them because support is very needed. And in the world we live in today, we really need this support to bring change. So please be in touch. Amazing. Yes, thank you. See, I know, I mean, I know everyone loves Paris, but I knew there was a reason why I really love Paris. It's because of things like this, you know, being accepted and, uh, yeah, amazing, definitely. So thank you so yeah. much, Jenna, for being a guest today. Um, thank you. It's been such a great conversation. I'm, yeah. I'm speechless. I am just... <laughs> oh, thank you. Get speechless. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'm glad we met. Yes, definitely. But thank you for being um, our guest. Yeah. And we yeah. need to speak soon. Yeah, we'll speak <laughs> for soon. sure. I'm sure. Yeah, merci. We'll merci. Need, to, need to meet face to face at some point. So, yeah. Yes. I'm up for that. <laughs> Absolutely. Great. Thank you again, Jenna. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. Stay tuned for more Rhyme Entertainment Showcase. Is it acceptable to go to Mickey D's just for a drink? <laughs> of course it is. But good luck leaving with just a drink. It's more than a drink. It's a Mickey D's drink. And right now, a small Minute Maid slushie is just $1.59. So all you have to do is choose a flavor, like the tropical mango or strawberry watermelon, and enjoy like it's meant to be enjoyed. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba.